Globally, humans are facing massive problems that are widely ignored by governments and the media. Like personal space invaders. I've had it with these couples that sit on the same side of the booth. Yak mouths. Stupid stick figure bumper stickers. Almond milk. You cannot milk an almond. Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Angie. We call her Pumps, and we're the hosts of I've Had It. Pumps, tell the listener where they can find us. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it. See you next Tuesday. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hey, good news. We're doing round two of Comedy Fantasy Camp. I'll be there. Jay Leno's coming back. John Lovitz, Caroline Ray, Trevor Wallace, and many, many more. February 29 through March the 3rd. And this time, we're all getting down at the world-famous Comedy Store. This will sell out as the last one did. Get your tickets now. Go to ComedyFantasyCamp.com for more information or give them a call. 888-762-2263. Join Adam Carolla and Jay Leno for Comedy Fantasy Camp Part 2. Call 888-762-2263, 888-762-2263, or visit ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Carolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. Dr. Drew's board first size specialist and addiction medicine specialist. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So. So. I got excited. Got thoughts. Um, all right. Here's my thoughts. Um, so we're talking Love Boat last show. Now, here's an interesting one. I'm not uh, a cosmic person. Huh. No. But I do realize that there are things that are kind of anomalies. Yeah. Are you talking about the great magnets? The great magnets. Yes. Okay. Um. So I was sitting on Sunday watching football with the boys. Yeah. And for and and it was a pretty good crowd, you know, eight or 10 dudes. And then at, at some point Tony Barbieri, one of my old friends, a writer for Kimmel, he brings up uh Saturday Night Fever. Mm. And he brings up this actress named Donna Pesco, who everyone would recognize if he saw a picture of her. And, you know, her getting in the back seat with Tony Monero, whoever whoever yeah. Travolta was, and yeah. like getting pregnant or something like right. that. And she always liked him, but he didn't like her. She wanted to have sex with him as I She remember. wanted to have sex yeah. with him and whatever. And, and then because we're dudes, we did a big uh, – now, we're all sitting there drinking beer, watching football, but we did a big round table on Donna Pesco. Out of the blue? Well, I told you Tony brought it up, but but I mean it's you. That's because you 
seen the episode or something? It just she no. just came into the conversation. Wow. Please let me finish okay, my story. Okay, that's the great magnet. Okay. You, you, you never know what direction these stories yes, are going. Yes, that's true. And you always jump well, in I just early. wanted some data. You always just jump in early data, and spoil the data, story. Data, data, okay. You always jump in early okay. and spoil the story. All right. So anyway, it's true. It's That's true. true. 100% true. I, I, you even, jumped right to the, the way, end of the story. By the way, I have innumerable ways of ruining a story. Yes. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not one way. No, many techniques. <laughs> so uh, oh, because we're dudes, and I think this is the difference, and, and we're comedy dudes, Yeah. Um, everyone jumps in on this Donna Pesco thing while we're watching football and Saturday Night Fever. Women would never do this. They'd be distracted and annoyed, and they'd go, who? And then they'd go, why do you care? And then they would move on. Yes. You know what I mean? And what they don't really realize is that the comedic mind and the male mind, especially the comedic male mind, wants to drill down. Everyone wants to have their own input. Everyone wants to make their own Donna Pesco joke. And people had a story Kevin Hench had a story about his mom taking, you know, all of them and six or eight, eight or 10 year olds to see the movie, thinking it was a dance movie. And then all of a sudden there's this kind of backseat rape scene that takes place with Donna Pesco and how it was traumatizing to them as young boys. And and everyone's kind of weighing in on what happened to her and blah, 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 blah. Explains a, a lot. We do a lot of Donna Pesco talk, which we've never done. At a football Sunday, because there'd just be no reason for it. And just out of curiosity, was there a theme that got it going? Tony Barbieri, no, 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 no. one you, of the writers, no, 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 just you're brought missing, up. No, you're missing my point. About, brought that, it up. That, that kept it alive. In other words, I'm thinking about the dude brain. And the theme is somebody brought up a subject, and we all feel compelled to weigh in. Okay. And that's, that's did you did brain. anybody weigh in on? Let me ask the question more specifically. Mm-hmm. On uh, what would you do if you were the John Travolta cra- character and she came at you that way? And yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's all right, question, Drew. But <laughs> I just, just told seems you like the that doesn't brain. matter. Right. We all weighed all right, in fine. on Donna Pesco. Okay, fine. Yes. Yeah, we can sign off on that. Yes, and we did a round table. I don't remember all the official particulars, but everyone weighed in on Donna Pesco from Saturday Night Live for no good reason other than somebody brought her name up, and everyone felt the need to weigh in. Okay, and then uh, football ended, and then I went home. And then I had dinner, and then I turned on the TV at, at 11 o'clock that night, and I saw that I had my love boat queue waiting for me, and I tuned into the first episode, and it was starring Donna Pesco, who now, again, she was a working actress. It was just weird. I, it was an episode I'd never seen before. I don't remember seeing before. And a lot of actors and actresses had repeated appearances on Love Boat. I don't think she did. Did she? I'm not aware. Well, of we her were ever looking ever into her. her, and she did do two. Ah, okay. I think okay because she was featured in another episode. All right. She was a feature story. One of the feature stories in this episode, which okay. is the same one as Adam Bricker and the Doctor and the ODing and and. And there, there she is. And, and you know when people do the math on these things, um, they they actually try to figure out what would the probability be of that not happening. 
of this mm-hmm. the great magnet coincidences. Oh, I see. You know, and it turns out oftentimes it's less likely to not happen, and that's why things happen weird, weird like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't ascribe too much to it, yeah. other than it was a long talk about a little known actress. Yeah. And uh, I got home, and then she was featured in my episode of uh, Love Boat that Crazy. I was watching. But the real reason I I tuned into uh, Donna this episode is uh, f- to show you. You can show uh, Hans Conried uh, at the ep- at the beginning when he's boarding the ship. Um, he plays a German cruise line <laughs> owner who's going to cherry pick uh, Captain Stubing to be ah. the captain of the most prestigious, newest ah, German boat, cruise line. A boat ever. Mm. And is he is this is the same episode we talked about last time with the doctor with the wooden arm, plastic arm. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. The and surgeon. The, wife, the drug addict wife. Yeah. Yes, yes. Who was okay. Perfectly he addicted, fine at which, the beginning. I, which I find particularly poetic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's where Bricker gave his comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So where's Hans Conried, everybody? Or we'll just play it here. Let's see. Now, the reason I brought this up is for a reason. Oh, well, I'll have to have time to think about that. I just thought about it. I'll see you at 11. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, could you tell me if Gwen Winters has come on board yet? Uh, all right, not hold yet. on. I'm not sure oh, why well, you queued it up could you ask to him? this point, but there's a guy named Hans Conrad who gets on the boat. Maybe they don't, they, they, you know, our, we see his face. We're like, boom, we know who that is. Well, they did the math on there how he old is. he here was, he is, so he is, he they would know. The, the current pictures online are pretty old. Here he is. This is him walking Yeah, but you know his date of birth, right? <laughs> Here we go. All right, so. Yes. Here comes Hans uh, Conrad. Oh, he did the voice uh, of Captain Mr. Hook. Mr. and Mrs. Yep. And everyone else. In, in Disney, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Marmalade. No, it's just plain marmalade. I was going over the list at breakfast. Here's a copy of the weather. You know what? Scoot a little further in the episode and find Hans with his hat off. And this is where I'm going to make my my point and, to you, And Dr. you know, Gerber. when I went and looked him up, they made a big deal about the Jay Ward cartoons. And mm-hmm. he's doing all the voices for them. And, and, and yeah, and what was weird was... You know, there there were some very famous voices that did Rocky and Bullwinkle and stuff, and and Natasha and even Boris, but Hans Connery did everything else essentially. So. Yeah, so I I ended up buying his old house up in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, this is let's let's say that again. That doesn't slip by. You he he died in that house too, or he, he, yes, yeah. So his family owned that house when you bought it, right? Yes. He had already passed away. Yes. But he kids. lived there most of his life? I, I don't know if it was most of his life, but he definitely lived in that house, and he painted everything in it white, even though it was an old Spanish house and had frescoes and stuff on the ceilings. They painted everything white. They painted over the frescoes. They painted over the hand-carved beams. Yes, the faces and the beams. The whole, it was a magnificent home full of incredible detail and he painted everything white. But, flat white. And, and did they did they cottage cheese anything, which was the other move that... Uh, they sold all, all the lighting fixtures and, uh, and, and so forth. But, it, it, but remember, in the 70s, everything old was bad. He collected Japanese or Asian sculpture and art. Wow. So... 
the this Spanish hacienda showpiece was not working well with his pagoda theme, you know? So he had to paint everything white so then he could show off his Japanese art okay. without distraction of the Spanish thing. I like that better than just the the sort of uh, cultural changes of the 70s that gave us such shitty judgment. I do remember, it was a funny thing, his kids were just lazy ne'er-do-wells, yeah. you know what I mean? They're just yeah. flopping in this house, yeah. renting out the upstairs to some friends. Like, they ended up turning to just be the lazy nothing burgers, right. you know? Right. And I remember when they left, there was this giant... Japanese or Chinese sculpture that they left behind in the back, like courtyard, hmm. you know, and um, and I've had, I've had many interesting conversations with adults, you know, and it was just an abstract kind of big Chinese cult uh, sculpture. It didn't have any value to me. It didn't seem to be that aesthetically pleasing. It was just large and abstract, you know, and. Um, I, I, you know, I talked to the the kids, you know, after I moved that, and I said, "Hey, you need to come over and get this thing, you know, if it's yours or your dad's or you want to keep it. You need to like sort of come get it. It's heavy. It's in the back courtyard, you know. I don't know. I mean, you have to come here with a flatbed and some dollies and three hundred pounds or five hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, I don't, I can't move it, or I don't want it. Yeah. But you want it, and they're like, oh, that was my dad's." you know, pride and joy and, you know, we really want it. And I said, okay, good. Then, then just come get it. And I was like, okay. And I was doing all kinds of construction and I don't know, two weeks went by, they never came and got it, you know? And I said, you, you do want this thing. Oh, it's my dad's pride and the joy and the family's pride, you know, oh I said, value, you know, uh, with uh, authenticity and blah, blah. I said, well then come get it. And they, they didn't come get it. It was another few weeks. And after you know, a couple months, I said, look, I'm just going to go out there with a sledgehammer and I'm going to bust it up into small pieces so I can tote it out of here because I, I don't have a crane. You know, it was like up on the deck, you know, I was up in the back, whatever. And they were like upset by it, you know, yeah. like, hey, you can't do that. It has great value, you yeah. know, and I think then come get it yeah. if it has such great value. And that's when I realized... Fucking loser adults, they just say one thing and then they do something else yeah. and then they say something else. And then when you call them out a little bit, like, okay, then pay for it or yeah. come get it yeah. or do you take it then. Then all of a sudden they get flustered and they yeah. get upset. So really there's w way too many of those people floating around out there. Oh, yeah. Way too many. So what happened? Did you get a praise or anything? No, I just told them. I am going to priceless. I'm going to break this thing up and get it out of here. If you do not come get it by like this date, you know, or whatever. And I think at some point they came in and got it. Okay, but it was a long, protracted, stupid waste of time discussion. And they were kind of putting the onus on me, except for I they moved out. You could do what you want. And with it, I, I was guess. like, you didn't take your sculpture yeah. with you. Now just go ahead and come get it. Yeah. All right, now here's what I want to tell you about Hans Conry, Drew, and right. uh, this is going to be flattering to you, and um, Amy will probably enjoy this and Byron as well. <laughs> I can't wait. You can play it and then just stop it when they pull around to Hans's face okay. on, on this thing. This morning you said something that I must say has left me a bit disturbed. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Hans Conried was born in 1917. Yeah. This was filmed in February of 79. Yeah. So Hans Conried was 61. <laughs> Hans Conried was 61 because his birthday's not till April. Wow. This thing came out in February uh, 79, and I think the math is right. He was 60, 61. That's perfect 70s math. Now, age math. Drew, how old are you? 65. You are. Four years older than Hans Conrad. breaking out in the. He's the literally room. playing an old man. <laughs> he could he, he play otherwise? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean like he you looks can, old. You can play it on for a few seconds, but look at this man. Yeah, that, that you may not have your job much longer. Yes, forgive my bluntness, but what exactly are we talking about? Nothing sinister. Uh, I this assure. guy is two years older than me when he's filming this. Yeah. It begs the issue, how old is uh, Gavin McLeod? Too? Looked it up. And? Uh, At he, this point. He was like, he he was, oh shit, let me think. He was not 50. At this moment? At this moment, he was like 47. Wow. He yeah. looks our age. He's a decade younger, more than a decade younger than me, the captain. <laughs> and Hans Conried is younger than Drew and just a little bit older than me. What That's is how that? old people used to look. And this yeah. is with makeup on. Yeah. You know, this isn't these people sweeping the streets. Wow. Wow. Passes away three years later. Ooh. Yeah, he died at what? It was 60, 65. 64, 1982. Ugh. January 5th. Now, I'm guessing smoking. They Because that's a young, per, even at that time, dying your 60s was a little bit young. Down in your 70s was routine then. It was a so- long history of heart problems and suffered a stroke in 1974, mid heart attack in 1979. That all says smoking to me. Remained active until his death on January 5th. Okay. He, uh, I mean, he just does not look. You're four years older than he is. He, how, how long he after looks his like death? Looks like he's in his did you late buy the 70s. House? Did you buy the house? Oh, see, math. yeah, I was doing that math. Yeah. You said he died in 84 or something like that. I, I uh, like It was like 20 years yeah. after. 20 years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. They've been flopped there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> they were flopped out. Yeah. And I started reading, and I have, this makes me, like, I have no idea on the internet. No, this guy was the premier voiceover guy yes, in yes, the world. Yes, And did a lot of movies, but wasn't a movie star, just... Played a lot of crazy a roles. A lot of movies. Like he was sort of the, the sort of the cat. The uh, and he he was born in like Massachusetts or something. He's just doing this German accent. Well, he, he seems just, European. He's always seemed European. He always seemed European. Yeah. And his name was Hans. And yeah, I, he must yeah, have been yeah. growing up with the German family in some Maybe. German part of. Maybe Ma- Hans isn't really his name. <laughs> it's like they made shit up. The, the point, the the point is, is I was looking down and it was like. His net worth, they said, was $99 million. And I was like, no. but that's impossible. But then I realized, 
Oh, the internet's just all over the fucking road. Yeah, yeah. Now, right? I saw Elizabeth Warren at sixty-seven million a couple of days ago. Yeah, you <laughs> so, never, you, you never know. Though I could believe that. I could believe it, but I don't know. I, I would like to. I'd like to be able to know because I have some questions. If she's at sixty-seven million dollars, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but listen to his voice for a second. Just see if people can place it because it's just his voice is everywhere, even with this German accent. Let's just hear. Tell me, Captain Stubing, have you ever heard of a ship called? The Lorelei. <laughs> That's like asking a quarterback if he's ever heard of the Super Bowl. It's only the finest luxury liner afloat. Have you ever seen her? Yes. It doesn't. You can't Once. really identify his voice with this. The way he the mold when they built that ship. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's a. Yeah. She were a painting. That guy's two years older than me. Then what would you say, Captain Stubby? If All someone right. told you that anyway. you are being. Cut- uh, that's what I got out of that. Look at the bags under his eyes. That, My God. That Woo. episode. Yow. Yow. And by the way, got to have hair over the ear. He's he's really, he's, he's just about there. I have mm-hmm. a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing him now, the 64. Yeah. Um, he's 61. So, well, 61, yeah. But I mean, when he passes, he's 64. Yeah. In your opinion, what is it that's changed? Because obviously, we're all looking younger. When Earlier when I said that lady looking her late... 30s she doesn't yeah. look like us and i'm in my late or yeah. mid 30s it's hard to figure out actually i know it's probably diet exercise but is there something else it's diet and exercise however the diet we're living is not great for the most part right so you can't really say diet unless it's somebody who's made an issue of diet and paid attention their whole life which is not a lot of people tobacco smoking man that's a lot of it everybody smoked everybody smoked and i took care of, so i was a physician in the 80s right so i got these people early in my career, and uh, devastation from tobacco, both emphysema and strokes and vascular, it just was all over the place. Uh, alcohol, a little more a little more on the martini lunches without any concerns about anything. Um, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing we exercise a lot more. And, and it begs the issue whether just paying attention, you know, just watching your health, you know, going to the doctor when you're getting proper, like I'm, I got multiple medical problems, but they've all been taken care of. And I'm not sure people had that kind of ready access to medical care their whole life. And so there might have been a little more road road hardened in the sense Yeah, but you're, you're also looking at a, an anomaly here, which is um, the anomaly is he was a character actor with a kind of old defined face yeah. and he he was playing guys in their 50s when he was in his 30s well, and that's you know, what that, I was going to say the, the, and what comes up on his uh on his, all his profiles and is I'll that, I'll give you a, I'll give you another big thing yeah hair technology I was going to say if that if you saw Jeremy P- Piven looks like he's 39 but if you saw him walking around with a big bald crown if you want, if if you saw Jeremy Piven walking around looking like Captain Steubing's head, yeah. you would think he yeah. looked his age. Yeah, yeah. But he fixed his hair. Yeah. And now he doesn't. Yeah. And that's just how it works. Yep. You know what I mean? If, if yeah, well, if but Steubing, to be on the same token, you could just do and, and guys would dye their hair. If you had a if if Captain Steubing had a full head of brown or dark hair, yeah. you would not look at him as. Looking nearly as old as and, he does. And to be fair, if you didn't go to hair restoration, you would you would go for full bald. At, yeah, at this to now, yeah, yes. and you were not allowed to consider that then. Right, that was bizarre. Um, all right, 
uh, by the way, what comes up immediately on all his stuff is the 10,000 Fingers of Dr. Terwilliker, yes. which is ironic. It was just a piece of shit film yes. about a piano teacher. All right. And he, by the way, he played an old man then, too, which is interesting. And that was probably 1960-something or early mm -hmm. 70s. Miracle made everybody. Winter is here. That means struggling to find the right sleep temperature. Oh, Adam has stories. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Adam had Miracle made. Stay the perfect temp all night with silver-infused bed sheets inspired by NASA. They are Miracle made. Self-cooling, temperature-regulating, silver-infused fabrics. Better sleep every night with self-cleaning, silver-infused sheets. Prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. They stay cleaner, smell fresher, three times longer than other sheets. They're a great gift. Come on, holidays coming up. Spouse, family, friends. It comes with three free towels, so it's two gifts in one, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Sleep clean with Miracle. Right, Emmy? That's right. Go to trymiracle.com slash ADS to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%, and if you use our promo ADS at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Did you see that 10,000 Fingers of Dr. Twilliker? No, I, I know it. I've seen stuff about it. but uh, I mean, somehow that was defining for a lot of people's childhoods. It's very odd. It was a very weird film that I don't think had wide distribution, did it? It sort of hit I, TV it's a pretty little, quick. a little before my time, okay, but it was maybe that's it. part of a avant-garde weird. There was a lot of weird 60s avant-garde stuff yeah. back, back then. None of it... I, I think none of it holding up very well. Oh, it's terrible. Here's a uh, here's something interesting, Drew. Yeah, that I'm interested in. Mm. When I travel through airports for the last several years, I keep seeing these breastfeeding hutches, yes. these freestanding yeah. um, closets, essentially. Yeah, but big closets. Yeah, closet. No, they look like campers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very nice. 20 grand a pop, never seen anyone in one or no, using one. But either. anyway, um, I, I've had thoughts on them. Mm. But but the point is, is I was walking through, ironically, I was, I was going through McCarran. I saw one the other day. Anyway, I've, I've done some. It's not called McCarran anymore. Oh, way. yeah, it isn't. It's called. <laughs> Something. Eric Holder. Yeah. Eric uh, Reed. Harry Reed. Harry Reed, sorry. Um, so I, I, I've done some bits, some comedy bits on these things. Um, but I realize that when I say to the audience, have you seen these breastfeeding sort of camper shell things that are parked yeah. in every major airport? Yeah. The audience kind of goes, hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And these are adults, early 50s, yeah. late 40s. They're, they're, I'm in Vegas or wherever I am. Yeah. They, they, they went through the airport to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not from Vegas. They have means, they travel, they, you know, I upwardly mobile, but they're people that have enough money to go to Vegas and hang out, come buy tickets. They were in the very show. airport that you were in Mo with most, high probability. Most yeah. likely, yeah. you know, arriving from somewhere. Yeah. And the audience is always kind of like, hmm. And and I I do find a lot of that in yeah. life where you go like, you know, these, you know, at the airport, there's first off, that's a lot of that for you because you're hyper vigilant. Right. Yeah. But they're hard to miss. Yeah. They're, no, no, I know, but they're white. Doesn't mean people are going to make note of it. No, they're white and yeah. they're egg shaped. Yeah. They're and huge. they're just sitting right. They're always sitting right yeah. in the middle of a thoroughfare. Yeah. And you have to kind of stop and go, what is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, it, you know, 
in a world where there's vending machines and there's retailers and there's duty-free shops, yeah. this thing looks like a giant egg yeah. that's just sitting in the middle of the airport. And so, of course, I would notice them and then I would stop and notice them and then I would sort of look and see if anyone's ever using them or whatever. Mo the, the, the people, when I bring this up, don't really know what I'm talking about, mm. which doesn't mean they don't go to the airport. And it doesn't mean they don't pass by these things. It means it they have no interest in them and it doesn't register in any way of like, this is a strange anomaly. Like what is, so. It shows you how most of us go through life. Right. There was this thing that never existed. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a shape and in a space that seems weird. And now they're everywhere. And by the way, when I saw it, did you have thoughts about breastfeeding generally when you saw it? Yeah, I had, I had. Because my, I thought was, I thought we were supporting breastfeeding everywhere. I thought that's supposed to be the thing now. Why do we need this? It was my first thought. Like this egg in the middle of the thoroughfare. What? When did we decide that's a thing? It's, just, it's, it looks like a bomb shelter in the. I mean, it looks so sturdy. Yeah. You can yeah. roll it. Yeah, I, I said, if you caulk the door closed and sealed it, you could probably make it over Niagara Falls and this thing would be, <laughs> be fine. But there's also, I've never seen a woman exit it no, and I've never seen never. a woman enter it. Never. And, then and I, I've seen people breastfeeding at the airport. Well, then I started thinking about breastfeeding and it's like zero to two or something rarely. like that. And I'm like, rarely. Rarely two? Yeah. No, no. I, oh, the age? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought zero you made you see zero to no, two. No, zero to two yeah. years of age. Yes. But then I realized I don't see people travel with newborns. Not so much. Uh, like it's, almost it's, never. It's, and it's kind of dangerousy and it's challenging. And I just, I, it's just the kid's four months old. It's not yeah. time to go to Virginia. That, that's right. You, you know what I mean? It yeah. just isn't. The, the grandparents can fly in yeah. and see the kids or whatever. 100%. So then I started looking in the price of these things are 21K a unit. And, and I was like, it's kind of perfect. It, it's symbolic. It takes up a lot of room, it's expensive, and nobody uses it because it's sort of like click it or ticket. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. people don't travel with newborns. Yeah. If they do, they'll oftentimes just sit on a bench and pull a scarf up over their head or whatever. Yeah. And these things, there's now 10,000 of these so, things so spread listen. out all over America. Yeah. Nobody, I've never seen anybody use one. Yeah. And it's just, an, it's not only, it's just a huge waste of money and space. So, but it makes a statement. Although there's well, no customers for it because nobody travels. I'm like, it's government. When is the, yes, when is the last time you were on a flight with a newborn, essentially? No. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't happen. Right. So uh, I just finished the Musk biography. Mm -hmm. Amazing, that dude! Oh my God, I, I have both um, disdain and the world's highest level of admiration for that guy. He's a he's an unusual dude. I mm -hmm. mean, in ways that I didn't anticipate. But he he definitely has a, a little Asperger's oh, or yeah. something. He's oh, got yeah, something because yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've heard him like try to interview somebody, and he's 
he he talks about it, and his wives and girlfriends talk about it. He they're kind the, of a, they're a little more vivid on it. Kind of, you can hear it when he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, but it's what as as the women will say, it's like that's what you need to be. This what he does, right? And the dude would work twenty hours a day, never never less than twenty hours a day. I think his whole life, and he just he is a maniac walking the the assembly lines and problem solving and going from business to business to business and solving and solving and stressing and firing and hiring and just wild, wild, wild stuff. Just But so, so inspiring. Point yeah. being, uh, opposite of government. Yes. Opposite. He looked, took one look at NASA and went, oh my God, this, yeah. is, this is ridiculous. Yes. But what else is interesting is later, or sort of recently, uh, Bill Gates shows up in his, in his orbit mm-hmm. and goes, you should be donating all this money, shooting philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And Musk does a deep dive into Gates' philanthropy and goes, why? This is, this is, this is like governments. This is bullshit. Right. I could do so much more for people and right. humanity building these businesses, and I create jobs, and I create value for the world. I, why would I do this? Right. This is languishing compared to right. what I can do. Right. And he just, he just turned away and moved on. Mm-hmm. And went back to the boring company, and then this company, and the Starlink, and the Neuralink, and then just here he goes. He just mm-hmm. uh, off he goes. It is so fucking inspiring to see what that guy can do. I agree. I, 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 I can't. Walter Isaacson is not a great biographer. I'm sorry to say, but uh, but the story and his stuff. I mean. It's just one chapter after another of him going. Well, here he goes again, and here he goes again, yeah. and here he goes again. <laughs> I know. And you think about the current administration, you go, that's the 100% opposite of who that is. It's the opposite of everything right now. And and by yes. the way, he also has noted the decline in the quality of the engineers and the administrators he can hire mm-hmm. created by the American educational system. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting topic generally. But he we problems, we should be looking to that guy to solve problems, not government, not breastfeeding eggs. Yeah. Just we should be true. Now we had a little mic kickback yeah. as Drew has to use his like a conductor uses I didn't baton. I didn't do that. It was I yeah. just took a deep breath and so okay. it uh, moved All right. the mic. But there's so. also the option of leaving it on the I know it's hard for me. I know it's difficult. I know. All right. It's like interrupting stories. Uh, I just can't I can't <laughs> All right, well, you're All right. pulling the cord around. That's right. why it's doing that. But your cord's coming out, is what Chris cord, is saying, right? Because it's no, it's actually is it coming out? All right, let's. Okay. All right. You can't. It's not avoidable. Up. It's not avoidable. All right, CB Live, January fifth and sixth, Phoenix. Sorry for the late notice, but it wasn't ever on my. I do love the conversations I have with Mike August. He's like. We're, uh, we got January 5th and 6th in Phoenix. I go, we do? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I go, that's never been on my plug sheet. And he goes, well, it's on the website. And I go, yeah, but it's not on the plug sheet. And he goes, it's on the website. I go, well, don't don't assume that anyone's going to go to the website and then make it the plug sheet or whatever yeah. it is. It's uh, yeah. Can't figure it out. Yeah. It's not fixable. No, well, like me. Not I, I, I used to remember when I'd go on the website and there'd be dates for shows that were three weeks in the past and I'd go like, Hey, you gotta fix this. And they go, Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, and I'd go, <laughs> I said I mean, I'm not a computer expert, but I, I think it's possible. I think it's pretty doable. I think it's pretty doable. 
All right. And then Solana Beach coming up. Fitz Dog's going to be with me there and Skinny Jody Miller. That'll be January 7th. We're doing two shows. Drew, what do you got? Podstreams.drew.com. Check it out. Hey, by the way, support me over at the wellness company. They got some great products. I, I took their sleep aid last night and I swear to Christ, it was the best. Oh, it's it's yeah. all organic. It's ashwagandha and all this stuff. That's the best supplement I've ever, ever got my hands on. So I'm a big fan of this stuff. All right. So, till next time, Adam Crowley for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.